You know, I'm going to talk about being an entrepreneur and a small business owner. So I get this little digital marketing firm, right? And uh, I love what we do, but there's been something since the pandemic in particular that's been increasingly hard. You know, I wrote an article called The Drawbacks of Entrepreneurship. And I think if you're an entrepreneur, if you're thinking about starting your own business, like genuinely, not like, hey, I want to sell courses online and I want to be a... I don't know, maybe there's great course selling and that's great business. Um, but I wanna talk about something that, that really is a strange drawback when it comes to entrepreneurship. Maybe this will help you understand, maybe you connect with this, man. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'd love it if you'd like and, and watch it. If you're watching this on YouTube, check out our podcast. You go to my website up on the top, we get the iTunes and the Google hookup. But man, when it comes to entrepreneurship, there's definitely some drawbacks. And I just wanna talk about some of the drawbacks that I've had, because it's, it's hard, man. Um, you know, the first biggest drawback that I had that was probably the most hurtful and hard was that, um, <clears throat> maybe I'll just tell you a quick, a quick story here is, you know, when you get into marriage, marriages work when both of you decide to die to yourself and elevate the other one above each other. Now there's going to be times throughout your days where you don't do that, right? You're going to have ups and downs where you're a butthead, but ultimately you need to give up your life for your spouse. You need to give up and die to your own needs and elevate their needs above your own. That's how it works. And you throw away the key and you decide that whatever amount of buttheadedness that I produce, it's never going to be, I, I am going to die to myself. I'm going to say, even though you make me mad, I'm going to value our relationship above all else. And that's what a covenant of marriage is about. If you want a marriage to work, that's what you have to do. I don't do that. You don't do that with business. So when you start your business, you know, I started a business with my then best friend. And, uh, you know, it started after I got, I got fired from Eagle Brook Church. I was a pastor of groups. Like I wasn't ordained. I was ordained technically, but you know, I, I didn't go to divinity school or anything like that. And, and uh, long story short, I got recruited over to Thrivent Financial where Faith and Finance meet. And then we launched our little tax and accounting firm. That was my first business, right? And, you know, it was really hard for me. Um, we had set up a partnership where three of us would, would co-own it. And uh, long story short, what I learned was that the conversations with the people that you're closest with are hard. And I've essentially kind of lost my best friend in a way because of some business shenanigans that occurred. And I think the hardest thing about business is that it is just business. Now business, I think excellent business values people greatly. Values, you know, committing to your employees greatly. And how I run my business and how I treat my employees and my partners is totally different than um, the first business. And I think the hardest thing, the first drawback to entrepreneurship is that if you're gonna be in production with anybody where you're a business partner, you just gotta remember that it's not like a marriage. Right? You don't throw away the key. There's an exit game. And it's not worth losing your marriage and your kids over your business. So therefore, you don't prioritize your business above the things that matter the most. And all basically what I'm saying is that you can lose friendships pretty easily when you get into partnership. If you're thinking of being a partner, there, there, there's a couple pieces of advice I'd have for you. First of all, you need to write into paper um, and sign it with an attorney 
so that the paperwork actually gets filed. And you got to talk through how are you going to determine how you make decisions in the business. So if there's two or three of you, even if there's just two of you, how do you determine how much you're going to spend on sales? How much are you going to spend on consultants, Google ads, and this? How do you make those decisions? You got to write some of that down or you got to come to an agreement of like, we're going to defer to this or we're going to vote this way or we're going to decide this way. Because when there isn't money and when there is money, when things are tough and when things are great, those that decision of how are you going to make decisions? Where are you going to go with this business? You might have some agreement, but without like a board of directors or without some sort of decision making, it's really hard. Um, particularly, and this would be my second point of view, the drawback when you're in business with friends or family is how do you make decisions about how people are made? Because I think what I understood is that we all overvalue whatever we value, which sounds pretty common sense, but I'm telling you, you know, I, I valued a whole different set of things than Nick did after about a year and a half. Right? Nick was counting beans and I was out networking. I was bringing in leads and he wasn't closing them fast enough. And I was bringing them leads that weren't good enough. And, and I didn't get in there early enough. And he didn't stay up late enough. And you know, you overvalue whatever you value. And again, because it's not a marriage where you're going to, you do have to die to your own needs to an extent. But it's also this weird balance because you're both bringing something to the table to accomplish and, and your opinion and your strength and your perspective matters, right? So I guess my number one drawback is if you do business with a family member, man, or a, a friend, you just gotta be really careful. I don't know that I would advise it. Um, you have to have a unique, special friendship and you have to have these candid conversations and put them in writing about how are you gonna make decisions about important things in the business and how are you gonna make decisions about how you get paid because um, it's hard, man. Then you insert a couple of spouses in there, a couple of spouses chiming in. I, I've heard stories where like, you know, somebody's husband or wife is just off the rocker, more difficult than the other ones. And that's, it's just difficult. So that was like the first drawback that I would definitely want people to know about. The second drawback is, and this is kind of important to me right now, um, it can get lonely, you know? Uh, <laughs> this morning, I, I go downstairs and uh, I'm at this hotel and it was like 7.30 in the morning and they have this great breakfast here at this hotel. And you know, there's an omelet maker and there's the chef and the people. And what was cool is all the people that work here at the hotel and a lot of the drivers and stuff were all coming in. And they were greeting each other and talking to each other, visiting, having breakfast together before they worked. And, and man, I just, it put a smile on my face because right now, I work in my house. I work with my spouse. Um, my designer is remote, so we do a lot of that. But you know, the decisions, the day-to-day, -day, so much of it can can be lonely. That sometimes you 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 will allow yourself to stay stuck more than what you really should. And that would be one thing that I have learned is that you have to get around. Um, people that are going to help spur you along, right? You got to get perspective. You have to have phone calls. You got to get around people that aren't just there for you to do work, right? For me to have client meetings, I love that. But sometimes you got to you got to have some mentors, right? And those mentors, you need to invite them to actually speak into your life. You got to share stuff. You got to go out and do stuff. You got to go intersect and just get out and about, especially in the pandemic world, man, where like 
and I know it's not just entrepreneurship, but even before the pandemic, I would say that entrepreneurship can be really lonely. Like it just genuinely can be. At the end of the day, it's kind of you and you have to decide, not only do you have to do everything and get the sales that you're then gonna execute on, but you have to decide where you're going, what you're doing. And as much as I love being in charge of that, it's incredibly hard. Now, I don't have a business coach. I should probably get a business coach because I coach other people, right? Um, but I think having some some structure to stuff would be good. In fact, that's probably something I'll be looking at here pretty soon to get to get somebody who can kind of ride my tail um, in terms of like challenging me and pushing me and, and asking great questions and getting some camaraderie. But that would be another drawback when it comes to entrepreneurship that it can be lonely, you can feel stuck and it's just kind of goofy. Um, you know the other thing that, taxes suck. Like you just think about it. Somebody comes to me and has me make them a website and then that stupid government, like genuinely, oh, roads and bridges, roads and bridges, we need taxes because of roads and bridges and think all the military. You really think of how dumb it is that businesses just get hosed. Like there's some good write-offs that we get um, compared to normal W-2 stuff, but the thought that like, they make it hard for me to pay people. They create bureaucracy all over the place. Um, they make everything hard. And when, if my business were to fail right now, if I were to not be able to pay my employees and I had to get rid of my employees and all of a sudden I couldn't pay my mortgage, they're not gonna help me. They're not gonna give me what unemployment benefits for myself. No, they don't help me. They, don't, they do nothing to help business owners, nothing. They create barriers, red tape, and then as you make money, they use the majority to take from me. Like you really think about that. I, I have had to go out and risk everything. I've risked it all, multiple times. Like you know how many times my bank account has nothing in it and I've had to pay people? You know how much risk there is in what I'm doing? You think I get a sweet pension plan? You think I got a union out there fighting for me? All that bull crap that some of these other industries that live off of government dollars don't? It's just a rant. There's nothing more disgusting than the fact that our federal government uses mob majority to take from me. And it's frustrating. Like genuinely taxes and the thought that as you do better, they take more and more when I've risked everything. Now I'm not, com now I'm complaining. Taxes are trash. I don't, in fact, there's a whole thing. I help all these accountants and bookkeepers, but I, I think taxes on production are just stupid. Taxes should be on consumption. Should have high sales taxes where everybody pays the same. I, I just, it, it's frustrating. The fact that, you know, you see the checks we have to write to the IRS, it's disgusting, disgusting. Why? Because I added value in another business's life. It's just terrible. So that, <laughs> it gets me heated because right now we're in this position where, you know, our, our country's kind of split 50-50 politically. Right now it's like 52, 48, right? And I don't want to get too political on this, but Democrats believe that they should take from us and spend it on services for people that don't produce. And I'm not saying I'm not a compassionate person, but at what point is it that the mob is using their majority to steal from other people? Since when is taking the fruits of somebody else's labor moral? Well, because we need roads and bridges. Okay, 
Consumption taxes would do that. In fact, we don't want people to smoke. We don't want people to drink. We don't want people to use the lotteries too much. So we tax all that stuff. Why do we tax production? Why do we tax labor? Why do we tax working? It's just stupid. And now what they do is they're, they're destroying our currency. So another drawback of entrepreneurship, I think, is this, this idea that government is all in on the upside. They're not on the downside. And my answer wouldn't be, I want more help for if I fail. No, get off my upside. Quit taxing me. Get out of the way. Quit making bureaucratic laws to make life hard for us. Quit auditing it. The thought that the IRS is gearing up to go audit more corporations, shame on everybody that thinks that's okay. Because guess what corporations are? They're little guys like me. Corporations are your average construction dude down the road. They do, they're not these mega corporations, but guess who's got somebody in bed with the guy in Washington, DC, the mega corporations. And they love being in position to keep out competitors. Anyway, I could go on and on and on. I, I can get political real easily, as you've seen, right? You know, another drawback to entrepreneurship is you gotta wear so many hats. And it's easy to be like, oh, you wear different hats, but they're not just different hats. It's like, you have to do sales, you have to do operations, you have to do execution. Oh, and by the way, you better be a good writer. Oh, by the way, you need to be your own IT person. You gotta set stuff up. And that stuff is hard. Like everything from like, okay, what email should I use? What email provider, right? When you go work at another business, there's like a cumulative thousands of years probably when you think of all the people spending all their time to set up systems so that you can just step in and work, right? When I worked at Best Buy, I always kind of used to look at like the cash register and then the, the POS behind it and all the wiring. Because when you see that they have this giant team that comes out and like gets all the wiring ready and gets all that hooked up, you're like, this is complex. Well, when you're a small business owner, like you have to handle everything. You wear so many hats, customer service, you're kind of an accountant, or maybe you're the accountant. You're the salesperson. You have to handle returns. You gotta set up the email. You gotta set up the phone line. You gotta make sure that everything's paid on time. Your AR, your AP, your customer service, you are absolutely everything. And then when you get into some of these other businesses, you're the human resource officer. And so the challenge is, is you, you have to divest of that as you get enough revenues to do that so you can specialize, you can maximize your own gifts and efforts. But it's hard. And when you're a little guy, you know, I, I really need a new writer. I need another writer and I need a writer bad, right? That's kind of like the linchpin in what we do. So much of it's dependent on me engaging with people and helping create that, that messaging. I need somebody else to help me with that. Well, that's super hard. Cause guess what? I also got to pay an accountant. Guess what? I also, <laughs> I also got to pay for a bunch of software and and it's just, so I'm, I'm ranting a little bit, but I just want you to think, if you're thinking about getting involved in, in an entrepreneurial gig, you know, the different phases are, are kind of interesting, but you gotta remember, you're gonna be wearing a lot of hats. And, uh, you know, I made a video the other day that talked about really smart accountants that understand accounting and business. In fact, there's a lot of people way smarter than me that are making way less money than me that don't have their own business like I do, or like a lot of my peers do, right? And the big difference is they don't set out to actually take the risk to grow something. I always think the best analogy is like a tractor, right? So 
if a business is a tractor, it accomplishes different, you know, you got little skid steers, you got big backhoes, you got excavators, you got all these different types of tractors or boats, right? They have a, a thing, then there's the crew on the boat or the crew on the tractor that actually uses it. Um, but when you're on your, and that's the business, right? So you can, you can get involved and work on that ship and you can actually accomplish its work. Well, when you're your own business, it's like you're putting together your own jalopy. You're like, all right, I got some tracks. I got uh, an engine and I'm going to go get some gas. That'll work. And, and then you slowly continuously improve so that it gets better. And I, and I just think there's so many roles you have to pay. It's hard. And as you do better, the government takes more money from you and makes it even more difficult. So you got to reinvest into people. But people are difficult. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to manage. In fact, when you think of other hats that people wear it's not just that you do different competencies it's that now you got to be a leader not only do you have to be a leader but you got to be a manager i'm probably a better leader than i am a manager and uh so now you got to be all into you know having plans for other people like it's one thing for you to know what to do now you have to create a plan so somebody else knows what they need to come in and do you know ultimately you're going to train them how to think so they're just going to come and do it but it's certainly a difficult thing um, so those are just some drawbacks that I've seen. And then you just have this whole, like you can make wrong decisions, right? You can just make bad decisions and, uh, it's hard, man, but it's so rewarding. That's the other thing is, is like, there's nothing cooler than being able to come in and just add value into a business, concoct the solutions that I want. And, um, you know, as I get to lead and develop my people, over time, I get to make sure that we're living out our values to be trustworthy, competent, enjoyable, and rigorous, and make sure that we're accomplishing our mission of impacting the lives of other business, maximizing the efforts of business owners, and making the web their best employee, and helping them get what they don't have, which is usually excellent communication, excellent value proposition, um, excellent salesmanship is really what we want to do, but we do it digitally. You know, I get to craft that, and that's really special. And uh, if you're thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, I tell you what, remember that it comes down to kind of two things. You certainly have way more than this, but you got to get sales and you got to execute. That's how you start, right? You just got to get people that you can solve their problem and then you have to actually solve their problem, right? So if you're thinking about it, get ready, man. If you need help with your website, your Google ads, you want to drive, or if you want help building that value proposition on your, your footprint, you want to fix an old website, an old, ugly, bad messaging website, man, go to feedbackranch.com, reach out. If you're listening on iTunes um, or any of these, please, subscribe share but like and rate and review this um, we're trying to grow the podcast if you're watching this on youtube please like and subscribe good luck god bless i'm gonna go watch my cousin get called up to the big leagues here take care